Welcome to this week's episode of Awesome Entrepreneurs of the World. I'm very lucky this week. We have special guests on our show. You're listening to 107.3 FM in, at the University of New Brunswick in St. John, and we have two first-year University of New Brunswick of St. John students, and they're my students, and they're here to talk about their project, Smart Roads. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Bonnie. Yes, thank you. So Nakul Gupta and Peter Hopper, you're representing your teammates, your four teammates. Uh, And you got into the top 20 in the Can Infra Challenge. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of background. So when I started, we started school in January, I saw the Can Infra challenge and I said and I thought this would be a good project for my intro to business students to do to think about the businesses of tomorrow and what businesses tomorrow are going to need um, in terms of infrastructure but as first-year students did you guys know anything about infrastructure we learned a lot about infrastructure you've learned a lot like <laughs> because you had to ta- teach yourself yes. and so I gave you this assignment and the four of you, did you know each other before the course started? No. Uh, just we knew each other from class um, when the c- project was given. We kind of just looked at each other and kind of asked if we wanted to be in a group together. And then I guess that's where we all started. That's where you all started. And now you're, you're getting interviewed on the radio and, and appearing in newspapers. So how did the brainstorming start? So we were talking about infrastructure and then... When, when we decided to come together as a group, we just met uh, one day and we were just talking about different ideas that we have. We're talking about roads, buildings, education, any, any, anything that anything to do with infrastructure. And the idea about roads really stuck because Canada is Canada has a huge road network and it also really depends on its roads. So we just thought, okay, let's figure out a way to make roads better. Okay, and so roads is a big deal for you, Nakul. You're from India, and you're a new arrival from India. You and your wife have come, yes. and and roads are a lot different here than in India. Yes, they are. And you have a second member from overseas in your team. Yes, we have uh, Prajain from Nepal. Nepal. But Peter, you're from Ontario. Yes. And are roads different here than in Ontario? Um, They are quite different. Um, I'm from Peterborough, so it's not a huge town. But when I do, like, go up to Toronto to go shopping or just, like, to go out as a trip, I notice that the roads are a lot um, different than than they are in the Maritimes. Uh, The Maritimes seems to be more back road, not a lot of extensive highways. But um, I do notice when I do the commute to UNB that uh, there is a lot of transport trucks going back and forth on the highways, and I've just kind of come to the conclusion that, like, yeah, Canada does heavily rely on the transporting industry across Canada as well as, you know, from province to province. And so you stuck on roads, but there's many different things. How did you continue your idea development? So uh, what I... Uh, uh so our init- idea initially started out with autonomous vehicles because when I moved to Canada, my wife and I, we had a, an argument slash discussion about who's going to be driving because Canada has such beautiful scenery and the driver essentially doesn't get to enjoy any of it because he's looking right ahead. So He or she? 
Yes, okay, he or she. <laughs> uh, looking, looking straight ahead. And uh, so autonomous vehicles was what we were, uh, what I thought we could be doing, we, we could be working with. And it started in, it started as an idea for, a, as a support network for, a, as a support network for autonomous vehicles because Canada has really rough winters and I read a few articles about how autonomous vehicles might never uh, work really well in Canada because of the winters. And so we, I started trying to think of some ideas on how we could actually solve it. And then I kind of pitched the idea that, hey, how about creating a network that helps autonomous vehicles and everyone. And then I think we just went with that and everyone started giving their ideas. So even inputs. inside the group, you're pitching your ideas and you're working on your ideas and bringing them back to the group. Peter, I think you were thinking of uh, heating roads. Yeah, so uh, my original idea that I pitched was um, something that would make, you know, the snow not stay on the road and it would prevent ice buildup on the road so you would have less collisions, less accidents related to cars. And so when we pitched that idea, we kind of focused on the road system itself and how there's a bunch of factors that uh that we can't control like the weather we can't control other drivers and so when we started talking about the autonomous vehicles that's when i thought well it's always not just the vehicle that's at fault too it's you it, there's the weather you have to um you have to plan for um so i came up with the idea of heated pla um heated strips of road that would prevent you know, snow build up, it would and have ice build up, ice build up as well, and you'd have more traction, and so it would make driving in the winter um, m more enjoyable and safer than it would be with um, very icy highways and potential crashing and a lot of incidents with uh, rear ending, um, just c sliding off the road just everything to keep things safe and so now because of the costs involved i'm guessing with like changing all our road systems and making them heated you've ad you've brought in the part about the safety we need to increase we have to know if there's ice on the road we have to ha have more knowledge about the roads that we're driving on and that's i guess where the the idea continued to develop so you 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 landed on the autonomous vehicle or making a system for autonomous vehicles. Why did you kind of go away now from autonomous vehicles and see that maybe in a 10-year or 15-year time horizon? Because not everyone has autonomous vehicles and you, and the time frame for autonomous vehicles to be to completely replace regular vehicles is at least 20 years. So we wouldn't want the people who are driving regular cars to be left out till then because they're, they're still using the roads. So uh, we try to figure out a way how everyone could benefit from this technology, everyone could benefit from this network and not just people with autonomous vehicles. Autonomous vehicles can still benefit from this, but this is now a solution that can be that can be for everyone because it's not just uh, an app on your phone or on your, on, on your car dashboard, it's also a dynamic sign by the side of the road that tells you exactly what the condition of the road is. And so is. What, what exactly is a dynamic sign? I don't understand. A dynamic sign would be something that you've already seen, Connie. So it's just an LED board on the on the highway, on the top of the highway. You have LED boards right now that tell you a certain lane is closed or a certain highway is blocked. You see it on all the major highways in Canada. So it's it's an LED screen that will that keeps changing according to what. But how would it get the information into? Aren't these LED boards controlled by a central a central 
uh, person who's inputting the data, how would these smart boards be different? So there's a power of Internet of Things where you have sensors on the roads, you have sensors in cars themselves that can transmit data to the cloud and then through the power of big data and analytics you can predict with reasonable certainty where there's an ice buildup where there's an animal on the road and where there's a lot of snow and share that information with people in that area so this these smart roads and the data they're collecting and and could be used to make smart signs then so i know that the road is going to be icy just ahead of me yes exactly oh so that's pretty smart <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm a funny professor, I know. Okay, so you, you've developed the idea and you worked on the project. You worked on the video and there was a 10-page document you had to work on. How did you go about finding all the information you needed? Well, um, we kind of uh, distributed the work evenly. Um, we, Nicole did step forward and say he would take the initiative into like finalizing all the information we've gathered as a group. And so um, we kind of just looked at the basic facts. We followed the guide that was provided with us in the uh, initial, like... In the competition. In the, yes, in the competition. And so then we based our information on what to research on that template. And so we um, distributed all the work. We um, had certain... We had myself who focused in, like, the safety hazards and... Um, you know, how it could be implemented. And then Nicole was um, just kind of divoting out the rest of the information that we needed. Like, if we had more information in one area, he would say, okay, we should try looking at more information in this topic and see if we can gather as much information as possible. And so you you did the video and you, 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 handed in your, you handed in your project and everyone in class, so I think we had 19 projects in total from the two classes, and you guys won, or you guys were shortlisted. How did that feel when you got the email that you were shortlisted in the top 20? It was unbelievable because uh, I, we, we did work really hard on our project, and I was really proud of our idea and the amount of work that we had put in initially. But I honestly, I did not expect that we'd be selected in the top 20 and that uh, someone, of the judges would see put it, such potential in that idea to uh, validate it and take us to the next stage. And so, when you got that email, did you, did you, what did you think? I, I jumped around for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that when I got the email from you guys that you'd been selected and, and shortlisted in the top 20, I jumped around. I was very excited. And I know that all your teammates are, are very excited and, and proud of you. And so, You've gone in the top 20, and now for the past few weeks, you've been working on the second hand-in. So now my job as a professor is over, and so I'm, I'm coaching a little bit as well. And we're working on, and you've just uploaded a new video yes, and a new package. So when you, why have you had to upload this video and package? What is special about the moment right now? Right now, we are in a stage of public voting. Where oh, public voting? Yes. So what's going to happen now is th these 20 teams are going to be shortlisted to 10 through either judges' selection or public voting. So seven teams are going to be selected by the judges, and the top three teams uh, through public voting are going to be move are going to be moving to the next 10. 
next stage so that's the stage we're in right now and we've created a video and we've created a presentation that outlines the benefits of smart roads for the public and and now we're asking for votes and so now we're asking for votes and so the video and the template that is online you can find it at smartroads.ca that's smartroads.ca and it will link you to where you can vote so the video it doesn't have a lot of details about the project it's more about what the benefits are so can you guys outline some of the benefits of smart roads um, yeah, so some of the things that we've tried to focus on with the Smart Roads project is the um, the fact that we can have the data that's been collected and we're going to be able to use it to help increase the, um, the, the future. Like, we can use the uh, information from past to make the future br uh, safer and, you know, just kind of make it a better place, so a better if way. If, so if a city is planning new roads, they can they can plan better. Yeah, so they'll know what spots are the busiest spots, um, what time they usually get busy at. Basically, they can make it so it's the most efficient for every driver out there. And would it also be useful for disasters, for evacuation and that type of thing? Yes. Uh, in case of a disaster, through this network, cities can aid no... Uh, the real-time conditions of each road so they're not guessing or they're not waiting for information to come in manually uh, they have eyes on the road everywhere like if I can say eyes uh, and also knowing which route is the most uh, safest for evacuation the safest route and the clearest route for evacuation yes. and how can companies use this companies can use this for business continuity and to plan their uh, route so essentially uh, New Brunswick is uh, New Brunswick has uh, a huge dependency on trucking so as a, as a percentage of GDP New Brunswick has the largest trucking industry in Canada and uh, for, for the trucking and transportation industries they depend on roads and if roads shut down or if roads are blocked it leads to loss of revenue so for these companies it's really good for them to know if uh, the road the road condition so that they can plan their routes more efficiently because your project actually suggests a pilot project and the pilot project would be would run from Halifax to St Andrews St Stephen's St Stephen's yes. which is sorry I get my saints mixed up so it would be from Halifax to Moncton to St John to St Stephen's and then access to the American market yes. so yeah. you chose this I guess you chose this because of the the high GDP. You know, a lot of our GDP is is reliant on the trucking industry, and we need to know more about our roads and have better roads and smarter roads for for our big companies and for our citizens, for business continuity and for evacuation if that's heaven forbid ever needed. So you've been getting a lot of attention now. So on Monday, what happened on Monday? On Monday, the UNV media team took us for a photo shoot in freezing weather. So the photo shoot, <laughs> I thought, I, I went along on the photo shoot. I wanted a, I wanted a proud professor photo with, my, with the students. And I thought we were going to get photographed in front of a sign. But we didn't, did we? They had a very clever idea. So where did they take you for the photo shoot? So they took us down to the uh, Harbor Bridge, and basically they took us there because it incorporates the infrastructure 
and you know the can infrastructure challenge so i mean i guess it fits um like nicole said it was it was quite cold outside uh, being that close to the water um it was a nice day though a beautiful day um everybody was out um the photos turned out really nice the uh, photos are spectacular you guys look like models or something <laughs> like it's very very good photos um so now you've had that and this uh and on wednesday morning what happened uh, no thursday morning you had a an an interview with cbc radio yes yeah. well, we were in, uh, we were interviewed by hans kolbun from cbc on the information morning st john wow how did that feel to be interviewed on yeah. cbc radio it, it felt really it was a, a very proud moment for myself you know um I just kind of, I was like excited, but also really nervous at the same time because it's CBC, like, you know, it's not something that happens every day to everyone, I guess. No, especially not first-year students competing against, you're not competing against other first-year students, are you? No, we're competing against, like, professionals, um, post-graduate students, um, firms that put um, a lot of money and devote a lot of time to you know win this challenge to put their names out there and and you guys won it through creativity hard work and more hard work and innovation by being very entrepreneurial as students in fact so that's why you're on this awesome entrepreneurs of the world <laughs> because we don't have to be we can be entrepreneurial in whatever we're doing and you guys are definitely entrepreneurial students so you were on the cbc thursday morning you'll be on awesome entrepreneurs of the world on monday do you have is there other media lined up we have an interview with the telegraph journal today uh, and mm -hmm. uh, we have another news story appearing at C on cbc later today so that's that's what's going on right now and so all of this marketing is for what what are you going to be what are you how are you going to capture this marketing how are you guys going to what's your plan to capture the vote so any good entrepreneur after they've developed the idea they also have to switch into marketing mode now you have to sell your idea how are you going to sell your idea we have a facebook page we have an instagram channel where we're going to be uh, talking about the benefits of our project, we're going to be talking about our team, we're going to be uh, getting endorsements from people in the industry, people in the know, that's, that's what we're pushing for. Uh, we're hoping that the university is going to uh, help us. The university is in fact helping us a lot. They've written a blog post about us. They are going to be pushing it on the UNB social media channels and they're doing a lot to get us in the media as well. And what we're trying to do is get the attention of the people and have them uh, and win their faith in our project so that they can vote for us and get the attention of this project uh, on a national level. And so what is, how can we vote? Can so we vote once? Can we vote twice? How does that work? You can vote once every day. I can vote once every day. Well, actually, I should admit, I already voted today. I will vote tomorrow and I'll be sending my mom the link to vote. Peter, how, how are you going to be marketing with your friends and family? Um, well, I'm just going to be sharing the link as much as possible. Um, I'm going to rely on, you know, my friends keeping their words. And, like, I'm going to target basically 
any person I can, I'll be like, hey, would you guys like to, you'd like to, you're, you're a smart person, you, you know, you're into, like, the uh, future of Canada and stuff, you should take a look at our project and, uh, you know, give us a vote, um, share with your friends, get it as, um, get it as world known as possible, so... And we can accept votes from the world, right? There's no restriction to just Canada. I'm not sure about as, that. Yeah, as far as I know, um, I believe it's just um, social voting, so... Yeah, there was no restriction, so that I'm calling on my friends in the UAE to vote. <laughs> my friends around the world to vote for this project as well. So, you can go, you can vote every day. Yes. And you're going to use friends and family. You've you've started a Facebook page, uh, Instagram page, and a website. How hard was it to start a website? We just had to buy a domain name, and we had to forward it to our Canonfra page. So it wasn't hard at all. It wasn't hard at all, no. because a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're starting out, think that hosting a website is impossible. But how long did it take you, Nicole, to to get the domain name? Three minutes. Three <laughs> minutes. So you need to go to smartroads.ca and you'll be directed where you can vote. And just vote once a day. Don't, don't do anything illegal. Just vote once a day. And you will be helping these students. Um, actually, you'll be helping them do what? What will happen if you make it to the top ten? So if we do make it to the top 10 for the shortlist, we will be going to Toronto or Ottawa, I believe it's Toronto. Toronto. And we're going there to pitch idea at the, f the final Canon for Challenge like meet where we will actually be presenting our judges, uh, our judges, our project to the judges. And, uh, and, sh and if we do win, they do like our idea, they will select our idea and we will, some sum of money will be awarded for all the hard work and so but even if you make it to the top 10 there's a little bit of money that will help you for travel costs because you do have to make it to toronto at the end of may and you're going to have to be put up in a hotel and none of this is free mm -hmm. yes so so there's a five thousand dollars that you can use to either help you with marketing or and you'll have to make another video won't you yes and uh, once if you make it to the top 10 we'll have the support of a full professional team so we'll have legal experts working with us technical experts working with us and uh, marketing as well so we'll be given services of a video editor to work with us and make another video for us we'll have to uh, put up a booth at the Canon for a challenge summit explaining our idea and th this is a lot of work that would happen if we make it to the top 10. Wow that sounds so exciting and so but right now you already have a coach with with Boston Consulting yes. Group and so tell me about that process as well so already going so even in our 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 in the ch in the big challenge, students could send their ideas and get some feedback so from very valuable members of Boston Consulting Group. They were wonderful to work with. They were a joy to work with. And but now you you have what an hour a week of coaching? Yes, we do. And so, what does he is what is he coaching you on? So it's uh, he's helping us build a story around it. He's helping us improve our idea and. Uh, make it and turn it into a business case so what we have right now is an idea and an idea is that's it it's just an idea it's trying to help us uh, put a, put a plan on paper on how we can actually implement this and 
turned into the it turned into a business case, which is actually very valuable learning for us for uh, our course as well, because we'd be using these sort of cases a lot. Well, and well, I think it's just valuable learning for you as as business students. You're both yes. uh, in the faculty of business, and you want to eventually finish your degrees in business. So it's giving you a lot of hands-on training in your very first year. Yes. I, yeah, no, it's it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> you never knew you would learn so much in Introduction to Business, did you? I guess not, no. <laughs> or, or that you would work so hard. I know that it's a lot of hard work and you have a lot of other courses. And, and so when will voting end? So voting began on March 29th. When will voting end? The 9th of April. The 9th of April. So we have 10 days. 12 days. 12 days. Mm-hmm. I can't count. I can't <laughs> spell. You guys know that <laughs> as my students. And I can't count. So we have 12 days of voting. So that means each of us can vote 12 times. And do you see this as that you're representing? Who are you representing? Who do you feel that you're representing? Um, well, in one sense, we are representing University of New Brunswick. Um, we're representing basically all the undergrad students who have tried in this competition, who just wanted to get their ideas out there. And we just kind of want to show them that, look, we're competing with a bunch of professionals, and if we can do it, you know, any, it, as long as you put your mind to it and you you're, you dedicate yourself to the project or to your idea, you know, n- there's no such thing as a stupid idea. No, if, if you develop it and you work hard, you can... I know that people's eyes just go wide when they know, when they found out that one of one of the teams made made the top 20. And, and so, Nakul, for you, who are you representing as a person? Do you... Th- I, like... Because I see it as almost a maritime project, because you have the maritime corridor yes. as your test case, as your test case. So you're looking at at implementing it first, or having a public-private partnership inter implement it in the maritimes first. And we chose the maritimes because of its high reliance on trucking but why what else about the maritimes is particular is is suited for this project to be a test case here um we do go through all of the weather conditions pretty severely um we have had some pretty harsh winters um and then due to the harsh winters we do have a lot of road work that is needed in the summers and you know, since there's so much road work to be done, y- it never gets done, and then it just keeps getting worse every year because it keeps getting pushed back. And so we chose the Maritimes because we go through a lot of the really harsh conditions. Um, not only with just uh, with snow, but we also get a lot of rain. We get we're really close to the water, of course, so we catch all the s- the storms coming up from the states. And it's been a year of, of a lot of northeasterner yes. storms this year, hasn't it? So I, I think that is, it was, uh, you have to watch the video and you're going to hear about the harsh Canadian winters and you'll know that they were felt very intensely this summer, this winter with all the storms we had. But I would like to thank the both of you for being on Awesome Entrepreneurs of the World, coming into the studio and sharing your story of your entrepreneurial student 
story with our listeners. Is there any last words of advice that you have for other students who have the opportunity to take part in a competition? Or should students take part in competitions? What do you guys think? Absolutely. You shouldn't stop trying and you should... Uh, I, I would take part in any competition that I could because there's a lot you learn, there's a lot, uh, and, and, a, and a competition framework also helps you think critically and it helps you develop certain skills. And it's also a really good platform to showcase your personal skills. I, I, I totally agree, which is why I, I, I did it. And Peter, you have the last word. Um, well, no, I was just gonna add on to what Nicole said. Um, you know, you basically, you're representing yourself when you go for a competition, right? And so if you ever, it's r- it's really good to have you know that you participated in a s- in a certain competition because you don't know if the competition is going to be around next year, you never know what's going to happen, and so if you put this on a portfolio or something, you know it stands out for when you try to pursue your whatever you'd like to do after it, your yeah, education. Yeah, if you want to do a graduate school or find a job, it yeah, just of course. makes you different, makes you special. Well, thank you very much, Nakul. Thank you, Peter, for being on, and best of luck. And please, if you're listening, go vote and vote every day on www.smartroads.ca. Thank you.